It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Representative Jason Smith from Missouri's 8th District joins me now. Big tech censorship, one of the items on our discussion this morning. Uh, Representative Smith, uh, the president, uh, speaking out about this. But, you know, the voices that I'm paying attention to, people like Alex Stamos, former chief security officer for Facebook, Katie Couric, influencers, public figures, you know, just across the board and a concerted effort that has been called, oh, the algorithm's mistake or conspiracy theory in the past now becomes a very stark reality. Right, Representative Smith, do I have you there? Yeah, David, I'm here. Okay. I lost you for a second. No, that, that's all right. It's called COVID broadcasting. Everything's, everything's subject to a dropout. Exactly. Uh, but but to you on the point of uh, tech censorship and where we see it today, we were told, in short, that this was conspiracy years ago when my Facebook went from about 1.6, 1.9 million interactions to 10,000. Oh, no, it's an algorithm, but people write these algorithms. Now we have outward contempt and outward actions and clear actions by big tech across the board to silence the right. And to that, you, how do you respond? You know, they try to say that it's it, whether it was banning Donald Trump from Twitter and the other social media platforms, that they did it out of the result of, you know, the the worry of violence. It it has everything to do with them just silencing the speech that they don't like. Um, you know, the other side is is they try to claim to be all about diversity um, but clearly, diversity of thought or diversity of ideas is something that they cannot handle. And so they try to cancel every aspect of, of a conservative's uh, way to communicate, whether it's on social media or even you have some folks on, on cable news trying to, to get rid of, of conservative media outlets on the news. It's, it's just it's it's. It's unbelievable. This is stuff that happens in China and Russia. This is not stuff that should happen in the United States. You know, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, and I played a piece of audio in which he talks about the difference between the totalitarianism of Russia at that time, it was the Soviet Union, and of China, still the Chinese Communist Party. It was eerie to me, and why I chose that was because he contrasted that with the promise of America, with a society where we can exercise our First Amendment rights, where speech, even though it may be offensive, is permitted, and we have proven that. We have upheld the Constitution even when it's been offensive to many in this country. This effort requires a different response, and I think it's up to you and your fellow Congress uh, congressional representatives, but with the Democrats in charge, should we expect any action on big tech monopolistic behavior? You know, like you said, the Democrats control all, as of tomorrow afternoon, they will control all areas of government, the White House, the House and Senate. Um, we as conservatives have to use every available tool in the toolbox. And and you got to think about it. We we are the Democrats have majorities in the House and Senate, but they are razor thin majorities. There's 50 
50-50 split in the United States Senate. We have uh, Speaker Pelosi has one of the smallest majorities in in the history for decades. We have to work with our folks on the other side to help stop them. But even in the United States Senate, unless Chuck Schumer um, decides to eliminate the filibuster, Republican senators can rise up to help stop some of this crazy stuff and hopefully help help do reforms to 230 to, to Section 230 and also to address the monopolies that that clearly are out there with big tech, whether it's big tech trying to destroy a company like Parler, where they all joined up. I mean, this needs to be looked into by by uh, by the Justice Department, you know, because they are monopolies. Well, Call it my skepticism and the fact that I did some legwork and over the past week and certainly since what happened last Wednesday, I have a lot of contacts in lobbying firms and I spoke to several insiders, you know, as I like to say, the people who know where the bodies are buried in Washington. And I've done this in the past with the Zuckerberg testimonies and the various big tech executives that have been brought up there. And it's always the same play. They're spending a lot of money on lobbying firms in Washington to not only go to Democrats and Republicans in the House and the Senate, but also to the regulatory bodies and regulatory chiefs. And they have same conversation I just had lining up to protect their interests so one with the democrats in charge in spite of the public narrative i've got to be skeptic because we see this play over and over and little or no action at all you know i'm really concerned just look at all the hires that the biden administration is doing from big tech it's it, it's like that's the majority of his future employees, and and even when you look at like the censorship that's going on from Twitter, I mean, folks that are involved in the communication side of Twitter are former press secretaries for Senator Harris. I mean, it just doesn't smell right. They are they are lining it up with all the people in their cabinet, within government, within important positions within government that are right aligned with big tech. I mean, this isn't an easy battle, but I mean, when you're fighting for the American people, because this censorship and this cancel culture isn't about Donald Trump, it's about conservatives, it's about our freedoms and our way of life, and we have to do everything we can to keep pushing back on it, and the people's on our side. It's not the elitist politicians that's controlling Washington, D.C., it's the people. But how do we get action? See, this, this is my concern. Again, my concern, my reality, my skepticism of this is will there be any action? Even during the Trump years, they were effective in fighting back against this. Mark Zuckerberg literally told President Trump, as he told me this at one time, and it was true by the analytics, that Trump was the number one reference on Facebook. That says a lot about what he cares about, what Zuckerberg cares about. It's what makes Facebook work? What grows their two point what now six billion plus around the world and makes them money? So they're going to protect their money at our expense. We're definitely in a tough, uh, tough time where it's the average, average Joe versus the the corporate elites. Um, and 
the way that you win is you just keep pushing. You can't give up. You have to be like the Energizer Bunny. I mean, there's all different tools out there to try to help stop these progressive items that are being pushed um, by Biden, by Bernie, AOC, Pelosi, and Schumer. And we're going to have to use all those tools. But we have to have the American people help us by calling their legislators. There's there's a few legislators out there that's on the Democrat side that are in very swing districts that they will listen to their constituents, or I hope that they will listen to them. If they don't, they're going to face the ballot box in two years. And what is happening right now is is affecting Americans. This isn't about free speech of politicians. This is about free speech of everyday average American. And the, the political elites are trying to take that away. They're trying to control the information that gets to them, plus control what average day Americans can possibly say. And we got to do everything. And it's going to take masses to, to accomplish the end result. All right, let's talk House budget. You're the ranking member, and the Democrats control that. And we hear a lot from the incoming administration about borrowing and spending uh, egregious amounts in even what are supposed to be aid bills. And we'll put aside the debate over the type of bills and the lack of regular order in Washington. Uh, What should we expect out of the Democrats and Chairman Yarmouth now uh, in charge of this? Well, let's just look at what the proposal that Biden just did in the last couple of days. This is his first mega proposal, which is $1.9 trillion. You add up that proposal and every, um, every bit of money that has been spent during this pandemic, you're looking at $5.7 trillion. 5.7. You divide that by how many Americans we have in this country, and that's over $17,000 per American has been spent in the last year on this pandemic. I would ask you, David, have you got $17,000? Has your listeners got $17,000 from from the federal government in this process? No, they got a $600 check and then a $1,200 check. Think about that, $17,000. That's the debt that every American will have if this $1.9 trillion package comes forward under the Biden, Biden administration. If you count that, plus all the other money that's been spent. We have a true spending problem. We have said that. That's, that's one of the main reasons why I decided to leave House leadership to go and be the Republican leader of the Budget Committee, because th- this is a broken, broken system of how we appropriate money, how we spend it at the federal level, and it has to become a topic of conversation at every kitchen table, because in reality, it's everyone's future debt. It's not just the debt of their grandkids. It's the debt of their grandkids' grandkids' grandkids. And we clearly have a fiscal um, crisis that we're approaching that could could be it could be very very detrimental to our country. You know, just to go back for a moment to regular order and what your committee does. It's a standing committee which is significant, and your responsibilities, reviewing bills, right, resolutions, budget issues, monitoring agencies and programs uh, in Washington, D.C. We're talking about a committee that the Democrats control, which can 
for lack of a better term, allow for the rampant spending and regulatory expansion of agencies. And we've seen that before. So call me the skeptic. And I guess that's the word for this interview. How do the Republicans in any way, because you don't have the majority, hold back on that? Well, for example, today I'm sending a letter um, to to House leadership because the 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 administration right now has asked for a rescissions package to eliminate a lot of funding that is not necessary, not needed, that was in part of a lot of these big omnibus bills to help save billions of dollars um, for tax dollars, for, for taxpayers to make sure that it happens. But something that concerns me, David, that a lot of people are not talking about, there's a tool that, that by statute called reconciliation that allows um, – allows pieces of legislation to be passed through the United States Senate with just a simple majority vote, with 51 votes, um, that they can do some substantial things. This is how Obamacare was brought um, to America. This is how a lot of the stimulus packages under the Obama administration were brought forward. And the, the current Democrat House and Senate, since they didn't pass a budget the entire last Congress, they didn't even file a budget. They still have reconciliation from that budget vehicle plus this current budget. So they have two reconciliation efforts that they can try to push through their progressive wish list with just a simple majority in the United States Senate. That's scary, but we're going to have to we're going to have to stand up and do everything we can to try to fight against this. But these are two tools that they're going to try to use through this budget committee. And Bernie Sanders has already been forecasting from the other side of the building that this is what they're going to do. You know, I've made a simple statement, but each person listening has to apply it in their own way. Because I, I'm a pragmatist. I'm a stark pragmatist on financial issues. Americans need to firewall themselves and their businesses. We're not only dealing with a pandemic, but we've been dealing with an economic pandemic for years now with lack of regular order, rampant spending, uh, no holdbacks, normal plus ups of percentages every year for agencies and, and bureaucracy. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't seem to matter. It just continues. But in this environment now, with the three branches, in two years before there's even a shot at change in the House, and my skepticism will remain even after that if we do, Americans need to firewall themselves. Americans need to rely on themselves, not their government. The government's not the answer. Um, government is usually the problem um, in most situations of affecting small businesses. I am so concerned, David, right now that the policies that's being pushed by this upcoming administration that will start tomorrow, the Democrat-controlled House and Senate, that you're going to see taxes rise to such a level that small businesses are not going to be able to sustain themselves. Increase in regulations that are so burdensome on these companies that they're not going to be able to comply and stay open. Ultimately, destroying our economy and, and causing a lot of folks to be without a job and without a paycheck. I am extremely concerned about this. This is what they're claiming to do. This is what they campaigned on doing, and this is what they're going to try to implement. Well, good luck to us all. I'll leave it with that for now, but you and I should plan on a lot more of these conversations 
as bills and proposals come into the committee because what comes out of there matters to everyone listening in so many ways. Uh, Representative Smith, pleasure to have you on. Thank you. David, good, good to be with you. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.